Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. We're on Pennsylvania Avenue, South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. And our website is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. This really wasn't on my list of things to talk about, but yesterday a woman came in the shop and she said, you really impressed me when you told me the story of the person who had a terrible case of COVID, tested positive, sick, 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 um, drank a whole bottle of silver, the 16 ounce bottle of silver, and actually felt better the next day, continued with her program of vitamin C, Silver Shield, um, I can't remember, D3, elderberry D3 fence, probably a seasonal defense or something like that, cordyceps. Um, And she got better within, that was Monday, and she was better by Friday. She said, my brother is in the hospital with a terrible case and they're giving him monoclonal antibodies. And she said, what do you think of that? And I said, yeah, I'd rather stick with the supplements. I don't know enough about it to comment. It sounds like drugs to me, manufactured in a laboratory. Um, So she ended up buying a 32 ounce bottle of silver and a 16 ounce bottle of silver one to give to her brother and one to keep for herself. So I wish him the best. Uh, You know, you get the best results if you stick with supplements, especially if you've been taking them for decades and you have a good base to go on. Um, You know, people who just start with them and then say they didn't work for them. You didn't take enough, you didn't take them long enough. I think they always work, I really do. No judgments, your body, your choice. Uh, A 76-year-old customer called to say she has zero trouble seeing at night since she's been taking Perfect Eyes, MacuGuard, DHA, and vitamin C, among others, but she credits mostly those for her superior night vision. We're turning the clocks uh, back, so we have fewer daylight hours than than before. So even at 5 p.m., I think it's kind of dark when once we turn the clock back. So it's important to be able to see at night. Uh, otherwise, you have to stay home. So as I say, nobody's going to take my freedom away from me. I'll, I'll take it away if I want to, but nobody can take it away from me. So if you want to drive at 7 p.m., in the pitch black darkness. It's really wonderful to be able to see. MacuGuard ocular support provides lutein, transzeaxanthin, mesozeaxanthin, and those three are important nutrients that protect the delicate photoreceptor cells in the retina's macula from light damage. This formula also contains C3G, cyanidin-3 glucoside. It's a berry flavonoid compound that helps stimulate 
regeneration of rhodopsin, a compound in the eyes that absorbs light in the retina to support night vision. Sold. Um, so it also has carotenoid antioxidants, lutein and zeaxanthin, which make up our macular pigment. You know, how many times have you been to an eye doctor? Did an eye doctor ever tell you to take lutein or zeaxanthin? I, I never heard anybody say that. Um, they're a huge part of supporting vision health. This formula also contains phospholipids, which mix well with lutein and are a part of the cell membrane. So how we can protect our vision. Um, lutein, by the way, is one of the major components of the macular pigment. It's difficult to um, get enough from vegetables, but vegetables help, you know, yellow vegetables like pumpkin and squash. But it's really difficult to increase systemic circulation of these nutrients through food alone. So let's take our supplements. MacuGuard Ocular Support, support um, helps concentration of lutein in the eye, supports efficient absorption of lutein in the bloodstream, and the zeaxanthin concentrations in the eye, you know, and the C3G is black currant extract. If that's not enough, perfect eyes gives us beta carotene, which converts into vitamin A in the body. We need vitamin A for good vision and eye health. Vitamin C, we call it vitamin S-E-E, because -E, it helps us see. It's needed for growth and repair of tissues in all parts of the body. It's an antioxidant along with vitamin E, beta carotene, and many other plant-based nutrients, and they regenerate each other. Zinc is an essential trace mineral, mineral with antioxidant properties. Next to iron, zinc is the most common mineral in the body, and it's found in every cell. Zinc reduces the amount of copper your body absorbs, so high doses of zinc can cause a copper deficiency, but not if you take all of your other supplements along with your ionic minerals. Selenium is an essential mineral that works as an antioxidant. It's a trace mineral, which means it's found in small amounts in the body. You may have low levels of selenium if you smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol. So, you know, that prevents your body from absorbing nutrients. Or if you have inflammatory bowel disorders. Copper is in perfect dyes. It's found throughout the body and it helps make red blood cells and keep nerve cells of the, and the immune system cells healthy. It's an antioxidant. You know, your body will know what to do with it. All you have to do is take the supplements. It'll balance it things out. And when they, when we hear that, you know, if you take too much of this, or if you, most people have a deficiency, 
Most people have an excess of bad stuff, not an excess of good stuff, and um, a deficiency of the good stuff. So I wouldn't worry about having an, an excess of good stuff. Most people don't. Um, somebody said to me recently, oh, you know, if you take all that vitamin D3, 10,000 IUs a day, which I think is a normal amount to take, oh, you could overdose on it. Okay, the only person I ever heard to have a reaction, it was the very wealthy man who had made his own, or he had people make his own vitamin D3. Well, there was an error at the laboratory or something, and 10,000 was actually 100,000, and he took that for like four days, and then he said I, he didn't feel very well. They found the error. All he had to do was drop it back down, and no harm done. Okay, back to perfect dyes, carotenoids, you know, those are the yellow, red, and orange colors in plants. Lycopene is pink or red. Uh, lutein is a deep yellow color like egg yolks. And phytonutrients are in perfect dyes. Apple, green tea, flavanols, polyphenols, lignans, carrot root, tomato, olive leaf, turmeric, grape seed, lycopene, and additional lutein and zeaxanthin. They act as effective antioxidants because they neutralize free radicals formed by the action of ultraviolet radiation on the retina to protect the eyes. So if you look at a computer screen or watch TV or look at your cell phone, uh, you need perfect eyes. You need all kinds of supplements, I think. There's additionally apple fruit extract, alpha carotene, um, cryptoxanthin is a, also a precursor of vitamin A, which is needed for eyesight. Um, bilberry, N-acetylcysteine, which is good for a lot of things because it replenishes intracellular levels of glutathione. And the concentration of glutathione in the lens of the eye is higher than most other tissues. So let's take extra N-acetylcysteine. There's quercetin, taurine, uh, sodium copper chlorophyllin. That, I can't imagine why everyone wouldn't want to take perfect eyes and MacuGuard all the time. And uh, one of the products that contains DHA is krill oil. Um, sometimes, you know, you can't just breeze down the uh, big box store uh, supplement aisle or the grocery store supplement aisle and get a Super Omega. You don't know what, what's in it. They tend to be contaminated with mercury and other toxic heavy metals. Um, also because it's low in antioxidants, fish oil is highly susceptible to spoilage and can go rancid. And that's one of your body's worst enemies because it ignites inflammation. So um, let's just take some krill oil. It has DHA, EPA, Krill comes from tiny shrimp-like creatures that live in frigid northern waters. 
when you compare fish oil to krill oil, the differences are, um, you know, you're going to say, well, I'll take the krill oil, but you could take the super omega as well, or DHA as well. Um, you can't overdo it. I'm here to tell you, if, if you could overdo it, I think I would have many times. Krill is as much as 48 times more effective than fish oil. It's more absorbable since the omega-3 fats are attached to phospholipids for easy transport into your cells, including your brain cells. It contains phosphatidylcholine, which improves your brain learning memory and also improves krill's bioavailability. Uh, it naturally contains astaxanthin, one of the most potent antioxidants, so it maintains its stability and resistance to oxidation. It's not prone to contamination from mercury and heavy metals um, because krill feeds on photoplankton instead of contaminated fish. It's environmentally sustainable because krill makes up the largest biomass in the world. Only one to two percent of total krill biomass is harvested every year, so that gives me a really good feeling too. Krill supports healthy glucose metabolism in the liver, um, supports a healthy heart, helps maintain blood sugar levels, supports healthy joints and overall joint comfort, supports a healthy brain and nervous system, supports your immune system. Okay, shall I go on? A 68-year-old with chronic digestive and health problems recently was told by one of her many, and I can I underline that, many medical professionals that she's low in magnesium. I'll venture a guess that's, that's not the only thing she's low in. How about stomach acid, you know? Uh, it's been almost 200 years since the pioneer herbalist Samuel Thompson told us, remove the cause and the effect will cease. Think about that. You know, people with um, lung cancer, if you've been smoking for 50 years, 60 years, whatever, and then you get lung cancer and you quit smoking, it's not like the damaged tissues are going to heal overnight. But, but... Um, Eventually they will, you know, if you keep living. So remove the cause and the effect will cease is as true today as it was back then. Samuel Thompson believed that all disease started in the stomach. Eh, tiny exaggeration, um, but I know that digestive issues are a root cause of many chronic and degenerative diseases. So... Considering the wide range of health issues um, that start clearing up once you get your digestion under control, which I'm sure the 68-year-old woman could get rid of all of her health professionals, but then she wouldn't get any attention. What can I say? Anybody to listen to her. Um, but, you know, you there are ways around that too. But if she would work on her digestive system. Um, 
underlying problems with your stomach are relative to many chronic health problems, low stomach acid. So as we get older, it's roughly equal to your age. So um, it decreases. So a 68-year-old will round up to 70. She has 70% less stomach acid than she did before. A 50-year-old 50 50 has half the stomach acid they have. Stomach acid is on, um, has a pH of 0 0.8. So the pH scale goes from 0 to 14. It's a logarithmic scale. Battery acid is almost 0. Drain cleaner is almost 14. So uh, with a pH of just under 1, gastric juice is really strong acid. It's essential for digestion of proteins, absorption of minerals, presuming you take them, and immune protection. Pepsin works only in high acid, the very high acid environment. It breaks down proteins into amino acids. Minerals won't absorb. Your body can't absorb minerals without acid breaking them up so they can be ionized to be transported across cell membranes. Zinc, calcium, magnesium, and iron are the uh, macro minerals. Bacteria, fungi, viruses, parasites are all dissipated by hydrochloric acid. I remember a while back a lady said food enzymes cured her of the flu. She just took a lot. So <clears throat> I can believe that. So if you get acid indigestion, or some people call it a sour stomach, like about one, one hour after you eat, if you have gas or bloating or belching or bad taste in your mouth, um, you have low stomach acid. It also increases your risk of infection, intestinal dysbiosis, bone and joint problems, um, poor protein digestion. Problems with acid indigestion aren't because of too much acid. It's a problem with your stomach controlling the acid. The pyloric sphincter keeps acid in the stomach until the pH shifts to more alkaline so it doesn't burn the esophagus or the small intestine either way. However, if you have low stomach acid, the food will sit in the stomach for a long time. Hence, people say I have a sour stomach. Acid reflux, GERD, um, heartburn, whatever they call it now, means the valve at the top of the stomach isn't holding the acid in properly. H. pylori grows of a, because of a lack of stomach acid. Most acid indigestion is caused by not having enough stomach acid. Also, you can have intestinal dysbiosis because a lack of hydrochloric acid allows bacteria and yeast to grow in the stomach and intestines. These organisms cause food to ferment, ooh, um, and symptoms of intestinal dysbiosis are irritable bowel sy syndrome, low minerals, hello, 
B12 deficiency, abdominal pain, and then you, you know, let that go long enough and you'll get a leaky gut, which means you'll have joint pain, chronic skin conditions, chronic fatigue, chronic depression, malaise, migraines, brain fog. Um, so when we eat the wrong food and don't take supplements, eventually we're going to feel sick. I have to say also that stomach problems could start with a high degree of stress. So we can correct low stomach acid with enzymes and lots of supplements. In times past, the knowledge of the bowel was more common, but bowel wisdom has kind of been lost. Nobody wants to talk about it, out of sight, out of mind. Many people follow a path of ignorance and improper living. So knowing how to keep the digestive system, stomach, all the organs, the intestines, the bowel is a great way to avoid sickness and disease. A huge source of misery for people is auto intoxication. It's self-poisoning caused by microorganisms, metabolic waste, and other toxins in the body. Uh, <clears throat> through auto-intoxication, the body becomes the unwitting host to sickness and disease. Uh, Constantine Herring was a homeopathic physician in the 19th century, and he, had, he created Herring's Law of Cure, which says that all cure starts from within out, from the head down, and in reverse order as the symptoms appeared. It's a really reliable guide to the natural healing process. So if you're sick because of a bad lifestyle, by all means, let's correct the lifestyle. Um, I would rather educate than see people medicate. And really, honestly, don't forget your probiotics. Um, probiotic 11, 11 elevated, they contain 11 strains of beneficial bacteria, even though, you know, we have like 300 strains. 11's pretty good, but you have to take a lot of them. Moving on, um, in January of 2021, the British Medical Journal published a study that discovered something pretty shocking. It, not to me though, to them maybe. It turns out that the conditions inside your gut microbiome can actually amplify the severity of COVID-19 and might be implicated in what's commonly known as long haul COVID. The bad news here is that your gut could make your immune response and your COVID risk factors much worse. So good news. This connection between the gut and immunity means you also have the power to fortify your own inner defenses and lower your risk of serious outcomes with COVID-19 and just about every other infectious disease or chronic disease or whatnot. Um, speaking of supplements for not allowing viruses to take hold, since April 2020, Dr. Henry Ely, E-A-L-Y, and his team have made numerous attempts to collaborate with state health departments 
to issue, issue nutritional guidelines to promote preventive strategies. How far do you think they got? Government officials basically ignored them and decades of peer-reviewed research. Um, so, but here are her his, Henry Ely's recommendations anyway. Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D3, vitamin E, and zinc. The only difference is that ages one to four, they say 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Um, and then adults, they say uh, 5,000 or higher, ages five to 12, two to 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C. What five to 12 year old do you know that takes two to 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C? <clears throat> and um, there was a slide in a PowerPoint presentation in the meeting where they voted overwhelmingly to vaccinate children. I wish you could see it. It says, um, it's slide two. It says, um, vaccination for children is unnecessary and unnecessary is underlined. The, um, the CDC says that the risk for ages zero to 17 is 0. 0.0002 per 100,000. It's much lower for ages five to 11. The risk of severe illness or death in healthy children is almost nil. Johns Hopkins researchers studied 48,000 children and found a mortality rate of zero among children without pre-existing medical conditions such as leukemia. And the third bullet point says children are at very low risk of infecting other children and adults as seen in household transmission studies. And one of the yes votes said, quote, we simply don't know what the side effects are going to be. I, I would almost rest my case on that, but <clears throat> uh, you know, knowledge is power. So when people have knowledge and make the decision anyway, I don't know what to say, um, parents, have to take care of their children in the ways that they feel necessary to do, I suppose. Um, but prominent physician, Dr. Peter, Peter McCullough, recently provided a well-documented lecture on the catastrophe of COVID-19 gene transfer vaccines and the loaded weapon of the spike protein they produce and, he also detailed the malfeasance, fraud, and conflict of interest committed by United States medical officials. You know, when you think about it, uh, Pfizer, you know, since when do you, um, the drug company makes a vaccine and then they say, okay, now we're going to approve it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, one of the things he says, calling anything rare is um, mal malfeasance. Um, <clears throat> he talked about the 1976 swine flu vaccine campaign. 
after 25 people died and they had 515 sorry 550 cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome the government shut it down it was debated whether or not the vaccine caused the damage but he said it didn't matter um, unexplained deaths shut down the program it's not safe it's a gamble on genetic transfer technology and then he said the adverse uh, reactions which are currently reporting 150 deaths could be an underrepresentation by a hundred fold or even more so you know if you want to go get a vaccine i hope you're feeling lucky buy a lottery ticket while you're there and now for some good news you probably have burdock growing in a backyard near you uh, autumn is the best time of the year to harvest biennials like burdock a biennial is a plant that lives only two years during its first year it produces only leaves and gathers energy and nutrients in the root during the second year it produces flowers fruits and seeds using the stored up energy and nutrients of the root examples of biennials include carrots beets turnips mullen and burdock hey i like all of them um, burdock produces flowers in the second year which are composites meaning there are many small flowers in each flower head the fruit is the burr which houses the seeds the prickly burrs are known to hitchhike on animals and people and guess what those burrs were the inspiration for the invention of the hook and loop system used in velcro burdock is often seen as a weed but it's actually a food native americans ate roots just like carrots or beets uh, in japan it's called gobo it's um, internationally recognized for its culinary use in macrobiotic diets. It contains polyphenols. It, um, it's an ideal ingredient in miso soup. It's naturally high in calcium, potassium, copper, manganese, sulfur, zinc, and minerals. The root also contains amino acids essential fatty acids, biotin, uh, some of the B vitamins, 1, 6, 12, vitamin E and vitamin C. Burdock illustrates the idea that there is not a clear line between herbal foods and herbal medicines. So, part, you know, if you, if you eat the actual um, food, burdock food or say you eat some beets or you know one of those turnips or if you take supplements you're getting a lot of things in with it so they naturally can they're high in nutrition um, it's a major alterative that's a class of herbs uh, also known as blood purifiers. The term alterative came to us from the eclectic physicians of the late 19th and early 20th, 20th centuries. 
They claim these herbs, herbs remove torpor, a swampy congested condition of the tissues we call stagnation in our energetic system. These herbs are like the swamp drainers for the body. They help remove waste via the lymphatics, the liver and the kidneys to clear up skin conditions, um, cysts, boils, acne, hives, eczema, psoriasis. Burdock also contains inulin, an oligosaccharide that feeds the friendly flora of the digestive tract. It contains mucilage, which soothes the bowel, so it helps improve immune function. Uh, burdock also has a number of compounds with well-known anti-cancer activity. And it's one of those remedies that's kind of hard to pin down precisely because it has such broad health benefits. So if you're looking for an anti-cancer, blood purifier, liver support, um, it's great. It's also in many of our formulas. I love burdock. And then finally, I came across quote-unquote good news that an Oxford University studied study has shown that they made up this new drug um, which they isolated the active ingredient in cordyceps and they found that it it kills cancer cells so you know you can patent that little piece that you isolate but then guess what it's created in a lab it has side effects toxic side effects they say oh they're low but they still have toxic side effects skip the drug take cordyceps thank you also very much for listening hopefully i'll be back with you next week and i wish you all uh, health and longevity and growing old without looking old bye